Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode somebody called 911. Shane Sparks burning on the dance floor. Whoa, <laughs> we got JD Raider, Shane Sparks, Ben Askren on the 911th. Oh, An unforgettable wow. episode of FRL, we hope. And plenty to talk about today. We didn't even get halfway through the tournament on Monday. And so we got a lot to get to, but let's start with Shane. Shane, what's up? You're back from NCAAs. Did, did, any, any, any memories made? What a tournament. My first one was 2011, and I don't, I can't think of a tournament that was like this. I mean, this tournament was amazing. Just reiterated, as I've said a million times, and I'll keep saying it, these guys are all capable, super no. dangerous. Guys, I want to rewind. I just, if we could, before we get, before we get going too far, I want to go back to this show a little over a year ago, when I had that prediction that, you know what, Pat Glory can beat Nick Suriano. We all remember this show. Why are I you said, going back to that? Hang tight, hang tight, man. Give me the floor that you can, because trust me, I know the Princeton fans are on. I will guarantee you the ratings today from the Princeton fans are at an all-time high. <laughs> I remember last year saying, Pat Glory can beat Nick Suriano. And I hope Tyler can find the footage and you guys can post it on Flow Social Media. <laughs> you were wrong, was, Shane. Uh, what are you <laughs> talking about? He won I this year. I was laughed out of the show. You guys hammered me for saying that. Hammered Shane, me for saying that. Shane, so, how like, is the there math- any correlation to you saying that 13 months ago or whatever? <laughs> so, there's, so, so, my assumption so Shane's is, my assumption, guys, is if I said that, it's, it's like a math equation almost. If I said that Pat Glory beating Nick Suriano was possible and you guys laughed, You'd certainly laugh if I thought Patrick Glory could beat Spencer Lee. You didn't, right? Say- I mean, it's the well, same one, thing. he didn't beat Spencer Lee. Two, you yeah. didn't say it. Shane Sparks, so, big transitive property guy. This is, I this said this. Big JD, you, JD you got me. JD, you and I got like this. You and I are in the same <sighs> wavelength. The bottom line is anybody that came into this tournament thinking Pat Glory couldn't win, of course he could win the national title. Oh, of course right. he could. Like, and, and and the other thing, Christian, is you don't have to beat. You don't have to beat certain people. I would have said this though, too, guys. And I this this I didn't say publicly. Patrick Patrick Laurie and Spencer Lee, that to me going into that match is a it's a close one. I mean, I'm not looking at that going, oh I, I Patrick Laurie, Pat I, I'm happy for him. I, I think Patrick Laurie, I don't want to go as far as he's like disrespected, but he was somewhat like I don't think people always looked at Patrick Laurie like how threatening he is. I don't know what Pat Laurie has to do anymore to show everybody how good he is. Like, the guy's fantastic. 
Yeah, that's right. Is, is there someone you, that says like, Patrick Laurie's is, not this good? Is quite this a point? straw man. Shane, I was told who are you arguing with? Who are you arguing with? What's the difference from this year to last? What last year? If I'm getting laughed out of the show saying you can beat Nick Soriano, what changed? Especially, especially they didn't wrestle a ton. Like it's not like this year. It was like this. No, it was pretty much the same thing. He was great last year. He was great this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's for me, it's simple. Uh, everyone I mean, probably would have picked him to make the final. Not everyone, a very, very high percentage would have looked at the bracket and said, Patrick Glory will be in the finals. Once Patrick Glory is wrestling Matt Ramos, a very, very high percentage of people are going to pick Patrick Glory. Now, before 100%. the tournament, is that going to happen? No, because a lot of people think Spencer Lee is going to win. But um, as dominant as Spencer is, he's probably always had a little more vulnerability than a Nick Soriano. Nick Ciarano is not going to blow anybody out. Never. But you are going to get a really, really, really consistent performance out of Nick Ciarano. There's fair? also a difference between can and will. Yeah. As, I mean, yeah. all these yeah, guys, Shane. guys. Now, no. do we, we want to go to Max Mirren yet, or are we going to hang tight on that bit? Oh, oh, hold on, bro. Not, not all. Not all, Shane. Not all. Not all. You, do we want to go to you, Max You can't Mirren just yet? throw out. You can't you just want to throw to these cliches like you, out with you with guys impunity. Tell me where you want to go. You want well, to go to Shane? Mirren, I, you want I to go correctly to call. I correctly called a bunch of them. I mean, Kennedy, Facundo. Uh, I called a whole bunch of them. And I, I agree don't with ever you on think that. I said I did say Ma- Max Mirren would not AA. He might have had a little help from John Milner, but good job, Max Mirren. Um, I never said Warner would not AA. That never no, happened. I, I'm not necessarily screaming at you guys. This this is more. No, no, it's fine. Because, it's fine. But yeah, I yeah. don't think we ever said Jacob Warner's not. I think I actually picked him. I have my picture right here. I now I will. I will also I say you. this. My my boy Jack Medley came a little bit short. I thought he had a. I thought he had a path, but he was. You know, he was at 125. I just knew. I, I knew he. You know, I knew that was like a 50 50 thing. I just love the guy, so I'm always going to root for him. But. uh what a what a tournament, guys! What, yeah. what where does this rank for you guys? I mean, right right it's, near the top. It has. It's to. funny you bring yeah. it up because, um, I was, after the tournament, I was like, man, that's got to be one of the best ever, no doubt. But then I'm like, all right, well, one recency, two, I was here. But then I go home, and all the people that were home watching were like, this, it was, it was the best ever. There's nothing like like. Even like some of the grappling guys watched the whole thing. They're like, this was, it was the best. It was most action packed. Um, so exciting. David Bray and Kozak were like, it was, it was incredible. There's nothing like it. So yeah, it ranks really, really high up there for me in terms of just, and, and one thing that got brought up to me, like there was so much talk coming into this year and throughout the year of the bad edge rules and the drop downs and all the gimmicks and, and, I can't think of the matches where those really reared their heads. Certainly not in the not in the not finals, not in the semis, not in any high impact matches I can recall. It was just it was just great action. Um, yeah. What about uh, can I ask you guys a question on this? What about um there was less scoring this year than in, in I think it was the previous ten years. Did you guys see that that Twitter post? Yep. This kind of actual Yeah. I didn't actually feel like there was less action. I was actually kind no. of surprised by it. I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, th- I don't feel that way either. I was mean, it, what, was that in the finals or the entire tournament? Entire tournament. Entire tournament. Entire tournament. And year. I think what what it breaks down to though is it's not all that much. I think previously it was ten total points per match, and then this year I think it was like nine point one or nine point two. So it wasn't a, a gigantic decrease, but when you look at like the aggregate, it was. But it's because there's so many matches. 
Exactly. One of those yeah. like gimmicky things that did stick out to me this year was the 30-second write-outs and how oh, much yeah. of an advantage yep. the choice is. That's, yes. That's got to change. I feel like everyone feels that way, too. Like, and it re- but it really stuck out here at NCAAs when you have so many tight matches. Yeah. Oh, I agree. <clears throat> I agree. Um, that was so not what do good. you think they should change on it? Just make everyone go top or bottom. See, I like the strategy. I like it. I like the way it is, but, but it, it's the it, then it comes down to a flip, you know. I don't. It's not a flip. It's who scores oh, first. Oh, well, yeah. I like Even, it, but I that comes. It. But but that can come down to a flip too, based on who has choice. Correct. That, uh, well, that, at but some that, point, that, but that should be something that's in your mind when you go to the match. Then, like, I know what kind of match I am. I mean, I know how important this is. Like, get the first point. Like, I don't. I don't say this in broadcast. I probably should start it as kind of just something kind of funny to say, almost. But like. You know, it's like a play-by-play announcer that says uh, baseball, you know, if you're scoring at home, it's a, you know, score at E6. Kind of like making a little note on a duel me who scores the first takedown because it's like the fifth criteria, I think. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a big deal, but getting that first takedown, could it could be really big. Get the first takedown. I but don't know. I like yeah. the way it is. I like the way it is. I like those. Uh, I like the strategy in those uh, tiebreakers. Yeah, I, I want to change I want to change it so they can only choose top or bottom, and that's it. Yeah. No neutral. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, right. 165, because I want to brag about my guy. He looked good. Oh, God, we didn't was get good. there. He did all right, Ben. It's a shame uh, we stopped at 157 on Monday, just uh, if they didn't inform you. Guys, so, let me yeah. just throw this in about 157 real quick. No, Austin, that was only a Monday show. Austin O'Connor is phenomenal. Austin O'Connor is one bad, bad dude, man. Gosh, he's freaking. He's going to, I think he's going to do UFC at some point. Yeah, he's he's Austin O'Connor is freaking. He's just so gritty and tough. He he just doesn't have a whole lot of holes in his game. Not not that I see. What tipped yeah. you off, Shane? Was it when he won NCAs the first time no, or the I, second I met, time? I'll tell you what tipped me off for real, Christian. I met him when he was 15 years old at Saint Rita High School at the Cheesehead, and I was yeah. like, "This guy's built different." You know, I, you, I, I do different. see Shane Sparks. You got your Kakana shirt on. You need to brag up, big sexy. No, this, now, this is Kimberly, which is Kakana's main. I thought that was Kakana. No, and this is, big K. It is. This is. It's Kimberly, which is Kakana's rival. I've had this t shirt for at least 15 years. Oh, at least. man. So, Jeez. yeah. That's not my Wisconsin <laughs> school. That's, that's half the age of most of JD's shirts. Exactly. <laughs> JD looked like a million. JD's style at the NCAAs was just, it was just. Awesome. Listen, I mean, it's not just the wrestlers who peak for NCAAs. This guy's oh, this man. guy's a tire. Oh the, the, man, the chest hair is hanging out the top. I mean, it's <laughs> it's mag, he's Magnum PI. It's yeah. Magnum PI. JD, no doubt. He was on doubt. the scene at NCAAs. He was on the scene for sure. So one sixty five. I mean, we haven't before we even get into the final. The final almost didn't happen because Quincy Monday started the tournament with a. a or started his semifinal match with David Carr with a takedown and two near fall off off a tilt, Damn. and you're like, "Oh my yeah. gosh, is he going to play spoiler here?" Well, yes. So Shane Griffith match with Carr too. Yeah, two to one. That was close too. Very Shane close. almost got zero, the uh, right? points at the end too. Yeah, that's what that's tier one behavior, and he uh, <laughs> th- that was a really really close match. But the the Monday one was interesting. I don't know how close you were paying attention to this one, Ben, but he gets the two and two. And then mm-hmm. David escapes, and then David gets a second period takedown and ride out yeah. for a long, yes. long time. This was dumb. And then Quincy goes under. 
I don't Man, know what he's doing. Why did know. he do that? This guy rode him out at the All Star Classic. He just rode, rode you out in this period. period. Otto Bottom has has poisoned the minds of great oh, no. of many great wrestlers and coaches. I see so many people choose Bottom. It's like, wait, you know, you just yeah. got ridden for a minute and a half, and you yeah. know, you just took him down. Why are you going underneath? I, I have I have no idea. Match tactics are everything. Like exactly like the I like I've never heard the auto bottom. I like that. Like auto bottom is dumb, stupid. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. Um. So I didn't understand that. And car rides out for the six five win. Let me throw this in there, guys, real quick too. The other thing with Monday, just and I'm not I'm just just an observation. I might be wrong, but especially when you go on bottom, it drains you physically. And I think, I mean, he didn't have anything left to give in that third. No, no. I mean, he was, he was drained. He was, he was certainly drained. Um, Credit to Carr winning two really, really tough matches to get to Keegan. And then it, it it did feel like after, and, and you kind of are balancing with David as you're trying to think about the final. Okay. How much of it was, he just wrestled Shane Griffith and Quincy Monday, NCAA champion, NCAA finalist. Or how much is it like, uh, Carr doesn't look as otherworldly right now, and maybe he's, you know, a little more vulnerable than he had been previously. I was kind of like, had those two kind of waging yeah. war in my own mind as going into the final match. But Ben, I'll give you the floor. Well, uh, I mean, I and the fairness, obviously, so Shane Griffith and um, and Monday. Monday did have those previous results. But at the same time, they were seated where they were seated for a really specific reason. I mean, mm-hmm. Shane Griffith had lost to Matt Olgian twice within a week. Um, and, you know, when you look at guys like the three Hamidi who actually did not make the semifinal, um, he's really, really good. I mean, he kills Ramirez every time. Ramirez was the four. Ramirez had just beat Monday twice. R- Ramirez then got upset by Fish, right? So mm-hmm. th- there, there was no one looking at this bracket saying these seeds are wrong. These people shouldn't be in these places. Um, so that being said, you know, I think the bracket played out uh, kind of uh, interestingly, even from the early rounds, right? So Karchla actually looks good, and then uh, he upsets Michael Caliendo, who'd been good all year. He can killed him. Amin, I, I predicted this one, Amin beating Kennedy and then Amin beating Hamidi. Um, he just seems to wrestle better at the NCAs and he kind yeah. of beats Hamidi every single time. Um, Griffith Epic did wrestle tournament better. for Amin. Yeah, really good tournament. He's tough, man. Golly. Yeah. Um, Griffith, it looked good. You know, he's obviously better at the NCAA tournament, but better for him is fifth place this year. He loses to Amin and then beats Hamidi for fifth place. Um yeah, Ken and Keegan, uh, you know, Amin has to hate Keegan O'Toole because do you guys realize that Keegan O'Toole has not beaten Amin in three straight NCAA tournaments? Yeah, Probably not a yep, fan. I knew that. Yeah. Yep. Probably not a oh. fan. Oh, man. Yep, and then Keegan, uh, he wrestled great against David Carr, um, really won the exchanges he needed to win and wrestled the game plan he needed to wrestle and uh, figured it out. Doesn't that bracket, though, what you just described, Ben, I mean, that's what this tournament is. There's no, you know, when the seeds come out sometimes, it's like, Sometimes people complain about the seeds and little do they know it's the biggest, it's the biggest blessing in disguise. Like this tournament's about beating five. It's, it's the cliches beat five guys. You don't have to be the conference champ. You don't got to be the number one seed. You don't got to be a couple all Americans. It's navigating the path. And this is why, again, it makes it fun, but this is why predictions so oftentimes are dumb when you're predicting a champion, when you don't even know what their path is. Yeah. I mean, 
Uh, this bracket didn't really fall apart. I mean, Ramirez got upset. Ramirez was the one that kind of threw everything askew because he lost first round, and his wrestle backpack was ridiculous because he had Facundo, then Broadnagel, then Kennedy, and then losing to Griffith in the blood round. Um, and he really, uh, I think all the other top eight guys, seven of them were top eight seeds. Ramirez was the only one who didn't make it. And then Olejnik, uh, I don't know, was he 11 or 12 or something? 12. He was a 12. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this bracket kind of stuck together uh, pretty well, actually. I'm curious for for next year and even the fu- the more dis- more near future, like are we going to see these two in freestyle, Car and O'Toole? Are they going to try to uh, make a push for the world team at, at 74? Not sure. You're not sure? I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm not. <laughs> I don't know if I'm at liberty to talk about it. You know if you're at liberty? Um, what would your guess? Yeah, be? no, hey, listen, but uh, okay, let me. This bracket was so good. There's, you know, when you go back and you look, hey, that article spaded yesterday. That might be my favorite article you guys have ever done in pro wrestling. And he he labeled every single person's eligibility left. Yeah, that was Kozak, great. I think. Was it Kozak? Kozak. Oh, Kozak did it. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. Spay. Oh my god. Yeah, that was all, Spay, that was awesome. That was a great Kozak. Team. You rock. Great uh-huh. job, yep. Spay. No, I'll give credit um, to Spay here for this one. But so many of these guys are back. Although Spade, I'll tell you what Spade did this year, if you guys haven't noticed. And this is this is something in the wrestling world that I think you got to at least mention it. Spade's NCAA basketball bracket is perfect up to this point. It's perfect. That is incredible. That's not possible. I thought no one had a perfect bracket. He's He's got got it. He does on social media. He's got it. It's got to be true. He's got it. He's up to up to this point. He has not missed one. So we'll see if he can keep it. Did he actually pick them before the tournament? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely. Assuming. What are you implying? He's then? a genius when it comes what to basketball. What are you implying? Ben, you are <laughs> disgusting, sir. He's a high-integrity guy. Well, someone told me, okay, listen, I don't watch any basketball. Yeah, right. Someone told me that there, I don't recall which company it was, but there's one of the companies who has a perfect bracket thing, and they'll give you like a million bucks or something. They got to be mm-hmm. talking about Spain. And, they got to and they had, But they had like uh, 50 million responses or something, and by the second round, all of them were done. Yeah, not space. Not space. Yeah, not, not space. Sorry, bro. So okay, whatever. <laughs> so wrestling. Keegan has two years left. Car has one. Uh, Amin's back. Yeah, a lot of these guys are back. It's going to be a tough wait again yes. for a while. What, ben, what, what was most impressive with uh, with O'Toole? What impressed you the most? What were the biggest adjustments that that uh, you saw? Uh, I mean, I can't say I was impressed because I, I knew he was capable of, of all of it. I mean, what, what were the pivotal things? He rode harder. Um, that was really important. So he, you know, he got that first takedown. He stayed on top for that part. And um, he, he really made a strong effort to stay on top. And he did kind of a decent amount of riding in, in all of the periods. Um, so I think, I think that's important. Um kept getting to his legs you know he he got yeah, he the did. first attack and didn't didn't score and then he got back in and did score uh in the end of the first period so yeah he did he did a lot of things really really well i thought he put the yeah, pressure was, on David. i was watching that thing matt side those two guys it's like when you watch sports on tv you know when, when you're when you see it in person it's just a it just is different i mean those guys are so good man they're both really really real proficient in a lot of areas of wrestling so yeah again. Well, I hope we see him in freestyle. Of course, insider Ben won't tell us anything. Thanks for everything, Ben. I thought yeah. uh, Keegan put the pressure on David a little bit better 
than he had the yeah. first two matches. I mean, how often was David in what would be the zone in freestyle? He he spent a lot of time there. Well, it was interesting because the first time they met, like the first minute and a half, I felt like David floated to the edge a bunch, and then something just shifted, and that was it. And I don't know if it was because David scored an initial attack. I can't even remember now that match, but um, it looked like that early in the their first meeting, and then it didn't. We really didn't see it like that again. But yeah, that is a good observation. I'm calling it right now, though. When when David Carr and Keegan O'Toole get married, they got to be in each other's weddings. They just have to. It's a great <laughs> rivalry, great respect with those guys. I love the respect those two have. To that, that's the what they got to do. Dan Lobdell, they will either become greatest enemies or best friends. <laughs> that was the funniest yeah, those, thing ever. Those two guys are awesome. You talk about great examples of the sport, having those two guys. They for sure are. They're they awesome. For sure are. Speaking of which, go watch Funky 2.0, our new, yeah. our new film. Oh, it just came out last week on Keegan. Mark Bader did a great job. Yes, I got to watch. I haven't, man, been out of the mix a little bit. I got to watch that. And now the season's out, over, man. so you can get back in the mix, Shane. Yeah, love the films. Funky okay. 2.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was funny. So my, I'll, I'll tell you guys this real quick. My, my girlfriend, Lori, watched this tournament, and she's like, uh, she loved it. I mean, she was, all, and, and she's, she follows wrestling, but this tournament, that, that's where I kind of judge things is when you take somebody that's not a quote-unquote huge fan, you have them watch it, and you get their reaction, and she thought it was unbelievable. And she goes to me, she goes, I got a question for you. She goes, she goes, who's the one guy that I'm thinking of that, you know, doesn't necessarily, you know, he doesn't, he's not all jacked up with muscle. I, I, I'm like, I know exactly, Keegan O'Toole, right? She goes, yeah. I go, that's, I said, that's Ben Askren's, you know, prize pupil, for lack of a better way to say it. And I said, Ben was, and I, I, I told her the Herbert story. Because I will never forget watch, watching that Herbert and Askren, I, and I'm I'm watching Ben thinking he's gonna he's gonna get it put on him pretty good by Herbert. Herbert looks like an absolute god from you know Greek god, and uh, we all know how that went. But Keegan, uh, um, th- his skill set is just it's pretty pretty incredible, just like Ben's was. But uh, it's the mouse trap. Stay out of it. Bad yeah. things happen. <laughs> uh, what a beast! All right, one seventy four. Carter Storacci's tournament pinfall in the final. Uh, really, strong. I don't know what. Hey, I'm still trying to figure out what Meg Labriel was doing. He did uh, a Granby, but not really a Granby. More of a forward roll, and then he also attacked the leg at the same time. So I, I know he rolls around a lot, but I'm not trying to figure bottom. out what technique he was trying to do there. We saw we saw two people rolling around from underneath. Levi Le- Levi was doing it. I. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to say, but it's never made sense to me, really. I mean, I get Gramby rolls for sure, but well, like, yeah. So Gramby rolls, you know, honestly, I, I was joking with Coach Messenbrink, uh, John, the other day, and I said if I was if I was the head of a college program, the one move, there's one move. I mean, there's probably more moves, but one move that sticks out to me that never gets stopped if the person is good at it, if they have a high level proficiency, standing Grambys. The guys who on on the mat returns who are really good there, they get out almost every single time, like a a Peyton Rob or a Michael McGee, Mikhail McGee, right? There's certain guys who are really good at it, and every single mat return they get out, and it's yeah. almost like when the person's mat returning, like, why are you trying to mat return them that way? You dumb dumb. You know they're gonna stand and Grammy and get out every single time. Like, why are you trying to lift to return them? Yeah, I think Shane's gonna lobby to get standing Grammys outlawed so that you well, can't it's a great move it's a, it's a great move yeah it's a great it's, move it negates yeah. matt yep. returns ben no i, I oh. like i like <laughs> well i like matt returns but the, the you got to make the adjustment there i mean there's different kinds of matt returns that 
Another Matt return is that front trip. I love that too. It's not this, you know, it's not highlight film material, but it's effective. I mean, yeah, yeah I don't, yeah. I mean, I like them all, but you're right, Ben. I mean, you got to make the adjustment there. You know, the guy's going to do it. You, you better make an adjustment or he's going to escape. 100%. So Starachi ends up scoring the most team points of any champion um, with 24 by that fall, his second fall of the tournament. Uh, he was, he was dominant throughout. He had a six Oh over Foca who Foca, Looked so good all tournament, all year. Foca was was on our radar to go 6-0 over him. Foca ultimately gets third. Um, Starachi has wins over second, third, and fourth this year, and fifth. So really, really yeah. strong performance by him. Not a ton to really say uh, about the tournament. He was just he was unstoppable. Yeah. Maybe maybe more discussion in the uh, in the wrestlebacks. I thought Nelson Brands wrestled. Uh, oh man! What a tournament for Nelson Brands. He looked I mean, great. He was getting to the legs. I mean, I, I talked to him after the tournament. I mean, three, four matches. He was on the. I mean, maybe off my recollection, he was getting to the legs quick. He's good on top. He finishes periods on top. He maintains position. But I was just impressed. He got. He found some offense. Yeah, that was huge for him. I mean, I don't know how much of it was just him rounding into full health, and how much early in the season. You know, he missed all, we kept forgetting how much time he missed because he actually wrestled in a lot of the big matches, but he r- really put it all together at this tournament. And, you know, he talked about the, the motorcycle accident to start the year. And so maybe a lot stay of it was, the motorcycles, was just that, guys. Stay, stay off, off the motorcycles. Seriously, I don't play with motorcycles. I yeah. call, you know what I call them? Murder cycles. I mean, oh, if murder cycles. I just. I know you got to live and you can't be afraid of everything. But I those... think J.D. Raider might own a murder cycle. Oh, uh, J.D., you do own one, don't you? Do. J.D., I'm telling you. <laughs> you J.D., you know that there, there's two kinds of people that drive motor or ride motorcycles. People that have gone down and people that are going down. It's what? inevitable. It's inevitable. It's about when. Jeez. I mean, and I, when I'm on my road bike, people could say, well, Shane, you're, you do the same thing, and I'd have to agree. I mean, the, being on a road bike, too, I mean, you're just playing. Every time I'm on that thing on the road, I'm just waiting to get hit. It's happened yeah. before. But, um, yeah, and guys, let me ask you this if I could interrupt quick. Do do we, I just haven't seen this yet. Who's the guy or guys that lost in the first or second round? Like, who had the best backside run? Hmm. You know? There were no I ultimate we had anyone that came all the way back from the first round this year to, like, a third or fourth, do we? No, no ultimate road warriors. Um, Clay Carlson lost in round two and wrestled back a long ways for fifth. Yeah, he took fifth. One other I just, person. I just think those else are, did too. I love those stories. I mean, that that's when you got to have some stones Ethan to do Smith that. Oh, Felkamp well, Camp lost in round two and wrestled back for seventh. Um, ah, there, there, but there weren't anyone. There wasn't anyone that. Drop the early one and then all the way back for third. Um, okay, I don't know right, how let many. Let me ask you this. Well, I, what I are don't your even odds? know if any round I the, one. I want the Christian. Hold on, the Christian Pyle odds right now. Christian Pyle odds. Carter Starocki comes back next year. hundred percent, ninety percent, eighty percent, ninety-nine percent, ninety-nine percent. I don't so he's think he's going to fight. He's not he, going to fight Marty. No, Uzen. no. He just was talking about it. He's not gonna. Not no. yet. No way. He's going to come back. He's going to wrestle. He's going to win NCAAs again. Um, the question will be next year, does he come yes. back? That's he, the yeah. question. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, he'll, he will be back. He'll be back. And he's got, I would say this, Ben, 
when I think of guys with swagger, he might match you. It's close. Man, he said I uh I just brought him up on uh, I was did a little show with Daniel the other day. Iron Carter says too much wild stuff. He's just, I feel like he's always saying something wild. Like, why did he feel the need to bring up Usman in his post match interview? Yeah, like, but you love you like bringing I, Usman up too. You guys, I you mean, guys... but like it's his post NCAA finals. Why is he bringing up Usman? I don't even know. He's, he's I mean, wild. he's cutting a promo. He's trying to be. Uh... He thinks beyond college wrestling, right? He wants to be a he yeah. wants to be an international star, you know. So those are the people you talk about when when you're doing that kind of thing. Usman was fighting; it is sort of random. And um, yeah, D two took a stray. <laughs> yeah, I'm D2 sorry, he took a stray, JD. What in the world? <laughs> but this guy's bulletproof. He can take him. Was... He can take him. <laughs> Marty Usman can't take him as much as as he could. Apparently, that's that's uh, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, I didn't watch that fight super close because Keegan was on like almost the exact same time. Um, but I guess Leon looked a lot better than the last time, stuffed a lot more takedown. Yeah, I would have never have expected him to win a rematch, but I w- I'm glad I didn't. Uh, yeah, I would have I would have put the house on Usman to win that. I didn't put even know it was it. happening until the day of. I got an email from the UFC. I was like, this is happening today. I feel like they didn't even like advertise it. But anyway, I wouldn't yeah, have watched yeah, it anyway. Usually it's funny because usually the ones who which are in England. Um, they'll still keep, keep the pay-per-view at the correct time in America. And so it's at like three in the morning in the main event over there. Yeah, you know, we so call you the see, shots. Like, people literally falling asleep in their chairs and stuff, just hammered. <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah. So yeah, 74, yeah, uh, shout out Peyton Mako got that he got on the stage. Yeah, that was awesome. That's tremendous, Wisconsin boy. Um, but yeah, everything else went like very close to what we thought. You know, Foco looked good. He took third over Lewis. Lewis took fourth, who was the third seed. Um, Brands was kind of the surprise from the 11. Plot was the fifth, finished sixth. I think Ethan Smith was the sixth, finished yeah. seven. So yeah. all pretty close. Yeah, and Nelson, I mean, pretty tough path because you, you figure, one, he beats Ethan Smith. Yep. That's big a, win. That's a big win. He drops a 2-0 to Lewis. Then he has to go through... Um, Oh, where is he? Nelson Kramer. Edmund Ruth. Round of 12. Edmund Ruth, who beat him this year. He had split with. He, beats, he beats Edmund Ruth. Then he beats Mako 6-1, Ben. Yeah, Paige just got a little excited in a couple scrambles. Maybe uh, He does that, maybe though. Some, you know, maybe, you get, maybe made a you bad get on Bryce Andonian. Year. You get on Bryce Andonian, you got to get on Peyton uh, a little bit, too. Uh, I'll so, decision on making. on Peyton Mako's case next week. Okay. <laughs> Don't anyone tell them I'm going to get on his case a little bit. But the first period... He got in a scramble against Nelson Brands, and he's kind of coming up from behind. Um, and I'm almost certain he could just keep pushing forward to get a takedown, like damn near 100. percent And for some reason, he tried to leg cradle him and go backwards, and then gave up. Went, you know, gave him the takedown, and, and then got ridden out that period. And it was just like, man, why are you making this so hard? You could have just went that way, and you'd be up 2-0. Instead, you went that way, and you're down 2-0. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, any other 74 thoughts? Oh, one thing I'll add as we kind of look through who's returning, who's back. Makai has a year. Will he take the year is the question. Yeah, what, what do you think? Because he's been in college for – he's already been in college six years. Yeah, so I think I think it's going to take some convincing, but I think they can do it. Um, He'll come back when it's all said and done. Just a yeah. guess. One, two, I, feel, three, I feel way more confident five. in Starachi than in Makai. Well, Makai's already been there six years, so that's—I mean, I don't know. 
Like staying in college for seven years. I mean, I love college. I had a great time, but seven years—that's a freaking long time. Like, no. what's he going to study? Some of these guys—they're probably running out of. I mean, Mako's getting. I want to say he's going to have four degrees by the time he's done. Four degrees. That's pretty. Like, I think he's got to start. I think he's got to get started on his like doctorate program. Otherwise, he would not have eligibility left. Winning. Yeah, he's got multiple masters and stuff. Man, yeah. So by the time you get that far, because Mako's also going to be on seven years. Does Makai, I know he won a junior world. Does he have senior world and Olympic aspirations? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I asked him about that. He's like, he was sort of non non-committal. Normally, it, which it, means not right now, but I might still wrestle. What does exactly. he want to do when he grows up? Yeah, yeah. Up. I don't That's know. It. I don't know what he wants to do. He's he's very. Um, I don't know. If philanthropic is the word, but he has a lot of. Uh, you know, okay. I don't, don't want to be offensive here, Christian. You can't you have, to have a lot of money to be filled. You have many millions of dollars, and so you got to like gotta get, charitable. Get to maybe charitable is the word. Charitable, all right. It's very community community focused. Maybe right, that's cool. a, that's another word. That's bad. Um, yeah. That seems to be what he's what he's really people. passionate about. So right. I don't know. I don't know what's next for Makai. Obviously, we all hope he returns. And uh, yeah. And I don't. And the other thing is, I don't know how healthy he was. You know how healthy was anyone? But he had a pretty significant tape and yeah. apparatus on his knee, which you know, like I do feel you, like he hasn't been healthy for a couple of years. So. I feel yeah. that, and I think that's part of it too. It's tough when you're not feeling good. Um, okay, that's one thing we we I know we I'm sure we've hit this before, but how healthy Penn State's able to keep their guys like it's pretty rare where. Their guys are banged up, and you watch other teams, and it's like so many of their guys are banged up, and Penn State's guys all seem healthy. The first four or five years of the of the dynasty, I I was like, man, they've just had they're so good, and they've just they have been really really fortunate with injuries. And now it's yeah. like, no, it's not fortune. It, there's a reason. There is something scientific. There is something in there. I don't know what it is, but there there's just no way you can be that unscathed yes. this much this often this many guys when it's not like there's a team with more injured uh, so many teams have no, so many injured teams. guys yeah. like it's not just one team right and and one team gets a little bit of a a focus but it's across the board you're seeing these guys all taped up so i don't know how they do it no one knows there's by a reason they're they're a little uh reserved I mean, I, dare we I say think we know i think we know a little bit christian they're doing less in terms of their... they're doing less. And then the the other thing I would add in, actually, uh, that one guy who who uh, he steals everyone's videos and makes uh, technique clips of them. I told you about him before. Your goal? I don't remember. No, I don't remember his name. Is. And he did the the people. So many people are getting caught in that fifty fifty position. It's actually how I got Keith Gavin on his back in the NCAA yeah. finals. DPS. Um, DPS. Yeah. But like, there's so many knee injuries there, and I think. A lot of teams maybe don't educate their athletes on the best way to be uninjured in scrambles. And I think Penn State probably does a good job at like having their guys actually understand the scrambles so they know where the pitfalls are and where they're going to tweak their knee and how they're going to get hurt and these type of things. So that's that's really important um, to staying healthy. Because my first year, my first year of college, when I was trying to figure out the scrambling, I got hurt. So I had like four. Nothing major, but like strain my knee and I'm out for a week. Strain my knee, I'm out for two weeks, you know? Mm. And then I started figuring out, okay, if I go there, I'm going to get hurt. If I go there, I'm going to get hurt. And I just start, was able to start avoiding them and never get hurt anymore. And I think that's one of the things Penn State does well also. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, what have they had? I mean, I'm just trying to think back. You had the the thing with Soriano, the freaky thing, and then Nolf, right? I mean, that's yeah. kind of, those are the only two that well, I can think of. Well, no, but so Kassar battled shoulder injuries his entire career. And okay. It, and it came out against Don Bradley, and he never wrestled again at the yeah. at Senior Nationals. Kirkfleet had an injury that kept him out almost all of the 2021 season, and he came back the last duel against Maryland, wrestled yeah. two matches, yeah, right. and then he ended up placing like seventh. Yeah. Um, and then it hasn't really, been many. When you talk about 13 years of wrestling, like man. it's very small number. It's a super small number. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it there's something they're doing something. It's different, and um, there's also um, this has nothing to do with Penn State, but a lot of people talk about the age thing now in college wrestling with guys being so old and mm-hmm. continuous on college. I, yeah. I think there's a point where it's diminishing returns. Just on the way it agree. takes on your body. Uh, nope. Like, yeah, that that's one thing you look at the last couple of years. No, I mean, at least for myself, a couple of years ago, it's like, oh, so and so's coming back. They're gonna, it's gonna be so great, and it's not. And then, and now I'm, I'm starting to wonder. You get these guys six, seven years, and now what? You know, like you said, JD, not the great returns, and at the same time, you know, maybe keeping these guys that are just coming in, these young guys, you know, they're not maybe developing as quick. I, I don't know. I. This whole thing is just, I'm not sure how I would handle it if I was a coach. I don't know enough about it, but uh, it's not like I thought it was going to be. Well, yeah. guys that have been around. Yeah. Not, one, one of the problems there is there's just not a lot of coaches who actually develop kids technically. And one of the things I stress to my guys who are at college is like, develop one or two more weapons every single year. And then by the end of five years, you have 10 more weapons, right? Um, whereas you see so many college athletes who are there, the exact same wrestler when they leave, that they were coming in, right? Mm-hmm. And usually in that first year or two, maybe they get a little more mature and a little tougher and a little stronger because they go from age 18 to age 20 or whatever, age 19 to 21. Um, but then they, they stop developing technically. And that's, you know, um, we have seen some freestyle guys, you know, a guy like uh, Nate Jackson got a lot better, right, after his college career, mm-hmm. Alec Pantelio. And, and, but you got you watch these guys, and they generally develop a lot technically, they're not getting stronger and faster. They're getting more technical. They understand the sport better. That past the age of say twenty-two or maybe twenty-one, that's where you're going to get better. You're really not going to get more physical and stronger. You're going to, you know, uh, hit by hit that last burst somewhere nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, and then it's all technical development. And that's it. Yeah, I think another dynamic that w- why we're seeing a lot of injured guys. One, we talked about the sixth, seventh, eighth year, whatever guys, but yeah. also. The coaches that are have the training plans, they're I think they sort of neglect or don't give enough credence to the fact these high school wrestlers have more matches coming into mm, college yeah. than they maybe had their entire career in a lot of cases. Yeah. I mean 100%. there's so much so much mileage on these guys when their careers start that they can't train crazy like they could in wrestlers in the 80s and 90s and it was different totally different dynamic I mean, what were you doing out of season in the even the 2000s ben there was there i mean was not in much. 2000s a lot of people weren't even wrestling the full year yeah i mean it was just Let like alone competing exactly exactly so it's just a really different thing you can you could wrestle a pretty high level tournament almost every month of the year if you if you were a high school wrestler somehow yeah. some way and some do and some is do. anybody i mean you, you got to like those I mean, I've always been impressed with the eight-year-old that shows the commitment to wrestle 150 matches, though. 
That's big. That's key. I mean, you you need, gotta, that I mean, is when you need that mat old, time. You be going 150. And, I mean, I don't think there's ever a reason to let wrestle less than 100 matches, regardless of how old you are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's important. And I think the important thing is to start cutting weight then. Hold on. So that you yeah, also Chase know Marks, you got to understand how sarcastic. to do that. He's doing yes. a great job right now, but he is being sarcastic. No, I, I think, I mean, I think too, and I, I know we shouldn't be talking weight cutting, but when you're eight years old, I mean, it, I, I think you cut 10% of your body weight just to, ten. you know, just, just that 10. Just to challenge yourself and be tough, you know? Yeah. LOL. Yeah. No, it's. Oh, man. Kidding, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Sparks Plugs Wrestling Club. I want to see it. I want to see one there. Oh, that's a good we, name right there. Yeah, I like that. We guarantee a hundred matches a summer. Yeah, that's, that's a our... summer. <laughs> Let's go. Get it popping, man. Yeah, I remember. Actually, was dude, just, I won't, I won't throw. This was not an outlaw uh, coach, but what the first club we went to with Caleb. Literally the first week, Caleb was seven. He had never done a practice. He had just rolled around with me at the house. And the coach was like, he's ready. He, he sh- you should enter him some tournaments this week. I was like, what? And af- unfortunately, I know more than a lot of the coaches. And I'm like, yeah. I just know what how ridiculous that is. But if you can imagine, if you were just a coach that just a put – Or a, a yeah. parent, they don't know. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's ready to roll. Yeah. Cool. It's like, no, he's oh not. He doesn't know the rules. He doesn't know the moves. <laughs> he's not. He can't do anything. He do, He can't line up legally. What are you talking about, bro? But like this competition culture <laughs> is crazy. It's crazy. Um, and that yes, that coach was Ben Askren. <laughs> uh, but he just he just needed a thirty eight pounder for his dual team. That was what it was all about. <laughs> bro, have- I had someone send me a uh, invitation for a dual tournament, and I looked at it. I believe it was in Georgia. Heck and yeah. the lightest weight class was 38. And I thought, you guys should all be locked up in jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, three jail. Throw away the key. What are you doing with your 38 pounders. Yeah. My gosh. I mean, like... I, they were asking me to come from Wisconsin. I can't. I can't. I, the preposterous system. I'm gonna, what am I going to do? Bring Ozzy? He weighs 36 pounds or something. <laughs> yeah. For God's sakes, people. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine trying to keep Ozzy on weight? Like how hilarious that would be. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Okay. I'm done. Um Aaron Brooks rolls through. No no problem. No challenge. I yeah. thought Parker actually wrestled so good and Aaron Brooks is just really 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 good unfortunately. Yeah. Listen, Aaron, Aaron it, I think for the last couple of years has been one of the best in the world at at uh 86 yeah. kilograms. We haven't seen him in a little bit, but I think we will in the spring and freestyle. And I think he's the, I believe he'll be, um, Zahid. Final X against David. Is that what you're saying? That's what I believe will happen. You need to beat Zahid. I do. I think one, I think he's got a real size advantage. He didn't have, they haven't wrestled since 2019. I mean, he's, he's a different guy. He didn't wrestle. He didn't wrestle 2021. Like, so 2020, the 2020 Olympic trials, he didn't wrestle on that. He did. He did Olympic trials. Uh, okay. He was he was injured there. He got teched by Downey there. Um, oh yeah, that was not good. I remember that. I think, it, but this is my opinion. I think he's gonna okay. be in the mix. The way he whipped uh, Trent to his back on the edge, I forget if it was his, his second or third takedown. He's a powerhouse. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh indeed. So he's really good. Parker Parker did a good job making it to the final, but Brooks a different cat. I um I believe he's going up next year. I mean, I I thought I predicted that for a while, but I I'm, I feel almost certain this is his last run at 184 and he's going to go 197, which is exciting. And so the obvious yeah. questions for like Penn State is who goes up? Is Starachi bumped? Does Josh Barr come in and wrestle right away? I'm not as sure of that. Starachi bumping yep. doesn't make a lot of sense to me since he has these very 74 kilogram well established 74 kilograms thing. I, but I still feel 74 kilograms is unrealistic for Carter. Um, just to make I, that he, do, he doesn't he look big? Like he looks big yes. to make 74. Yes, I think yes. he's big. If anything, he is a slight an. If he is, let's just say he is a middle of the road size one seventy four pounder at NCA, it's still going to be really hard to make one sixty three. Um, I agree. I was I was not a huge one seventy four. Making weight at one seventy four was easy, and making the day before's at seventy four kilograms was very difficult. And this will be day of to our weigh in. Of to me, it I, feels I, like I a James Green situation. Like yes, I, I great wrestler, failed. no weight. Yes. But those are problems for next year. I'm certain he'll be in the running for 79 kilograms. That's what Jordan Burroughs expects. He said as much in uh, my interview with him before NCAAs. He's like, feels like it's probably going to be one of the guys in this tournament. And then we circle back to it. And he was obviously referring to Carter. And, um, yeah, I don't know how we're back on Strachey. That's my fault. But we were talking about 84. How about Romero? How about Romero taking third? Right. That was, Great that was big. What a quarters. What a tournament. He lost he only lost to Brooks. Yeah. Uh, yeah great, what a great way to go out for him. Yeah, he lost in the quarters. He had a round of twelve match. He had, this Bonino from Drexel. Um first time qualifier. He he wrestled all the way to the round of twelve from, from the twenty five seed. Um Yeah, he's tough. Yeah, tough guy. But Romero beats uh well he had the Munoz forfeit and then he gets Trent in sudden victory, which, you know, at the time, I mean, was sort of a pretty reasonable upset there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, another one. I called Gavin Kane. I remember the week before I said, man, I, I was really impressed with him the previous year. And mm-hmm. I knew he had maybe had not great a year, uh, not that great of a year. And then he actually lost first round to Colton Hawks and wrestled all the way back to an all American spot. Okay. So, Who's that, so K- J- Gavin Kane. Gavin Kane. Yes. He beat, uh, beat Assad kind of early in the wrestlebacks and then beat Bowen in the round 12. I'm a fan. I have to pay more attention to him. I love those guys. I just yeah. think that's so. Just says who you are when you do that. Mm-hmm. Feldkamp, uh, he's he's a tough guy too for Clarion. A lot of pins, big pinner, yeah. got yep. some big moves. Uh, so cool to see Clarion get on the podium there. And yeah, any other 184 thoughts? I mean, looking at this no. weight for next year, it's interesting because if he does move up, which I fully expect Aaron Brooks to do. And now, this says Trent Hidley has another year. Is that true? Yeah, he's I got one left. True. Oh, my true. gosh. I really yeah. thought this was it for him. That's awesome. There's, been a, there's been a Hidley in that lineup for a long time. <laughs> Trent's only, and I think that'll only be year six. Yeah, it's only year six. It's not even year seven for Trent. So he had a red shirt 2019. Um, 2020, he was national qualifier, but they didn't have the tournament. And then the, the free year, second, okay. then fifth, then fourth. What Sweet. was Hayden's first year? Is it 10 years in a row with a Heidley in that lineup? 
There's no, a Tampa no. some crossover there. Definitely yeah, not 2013. Probably 17 was his first, or maybe yeah, even 18. Saying, sounds right. Did you, no, tw- did you guys see? I saw someplace on social media that it said, uh, Jason Sertzis, the 2014 national champ, wrestled Austin O'Connor in college. Nine years between titles. So, oh, I mean, yeah, that, I that, that was, was wild. Whoa, I didn't, I don't think I realized that. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I mean, think about, I mean, Fuc- or not Facundo. Haynes is 18. I think he told me he turns 19 in August. So, like, wow. when, when Austin O'Connor is a freshman at North Carolina, he's, like, in, like, fifth or sixth. He's, like, 12 years old, probably. That's I mean, it's sad. like, yeah, you, you tell Levi Haynes when he's 12, like. Wait, is Haynes really, is Haynes really that young? So, he must have wrestled in UWW. Oh, yeah, because he lost in UWW cadets. I and... think he told me he doesn't turn 19 until August, I thought he told me. Yeah. I was like, what? I think he lost to. um who is the the Iowa guy? What's his name? Riggins. He lost to Riggins at the, for to make the Cadet World Team in twenty twenty one, right? I mean, I don't know, buddy. Not sure. Come on, man. Know. You're Christian Piles. You know everything. <laughs> no, I don't. Stop saying that. I definitely don't know that. I'm um, gonna look it up. You can do that. Uh, speaking okay. of Haynes, fully expect him to move up weight classes next year, um, at least to sixty five. And what that means for Facundo, you know, I I don't know. There, there's a scenario. I mean, Penn State has a lot of options and flexibility, and they can move some guys around and get them, get them in. And of course, Haynes could also redshirt too. I don't yeah. think that makes sense for their lineup. I think they're going to need. Well, I say going to need his points. Uh, that may not be the case, but I think you'll probably not want to lose those points. And I don't think you're going to be able to yeah. replace them with with Facundo and 157. What that means for Penn State is like. Do they roll out Barraclaw? Is Kasich going to be ready right away? Kasich's kind of doing what what Levi did last year, just kind of doing the uh, the M two and the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club thing this for his senior year, and worked well for Levi. Oh, so so uh, Kasich did not wrestle in high school this year. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, um, got it. So. Yeah, we'll see what they if they roll him out next year. They'll have good options, but you got to figure Haynes stays in the lineup for for next year. Yes, I agree. And I I don't see those guys taking Olympics either, um, Aaron or Carter or any of those guys. Yeah, Park Fleet. I mean, it would be really weird because uh, obviously in the Nittany Line Wrestling Club it would be the likely likely eighty six kilogram representative in David and. The likely uh, thirty-four would be Kyle, right? Yes. He's also in the Daily Line Wrestling. And Nolf. And Nolf's number two, yes. They have the one-two uh, at seventy-four kilograms right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so ninety-seven. Nino gets it done. Undefeated season. How great was that? That was awesome. awesome. He's so cool. Great. Yeah, he is. I got to tell is- you a quick story with him. I think it was Friday morning. I'm like a block away from the arena. And all, and I'm, I'm, you know, walking there, and all of a sudden I hear, "Hey, Shane," and I'm like, "Oh, look up! There's Nino on the scooter coming to the arena." Like, oh, that's awesome! Those completely. things are the best. <laughs> yeah, they're so yeah. fun. <laughs> Man, I got, I about got blown off the scooter at one time. It was so. What day was it? I think it was Friday. It was so windy there. Like you come around the yeah, corner of a turn, it's like. <sighs> that's. I, just, uh, I think that was the morning that I saw him. Was Friday morning on the yep. scooter. He, he's he's a trip. He's a trip. Yeah. Um, hey, 
I, w- I was incorrect. Levi Haynes beat Aiden Riggins two matches to one in the finals of the 2021 Cadet Trials. There you go. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So, 197, Allred beat Dean again, which, you know, I obviously predicted the opposite to happen. Three takedowns uh, again, which is sort of insane. Yeah. I'm with you there, Christian. I'll, I'll, I'll tell I mean, I would have been wrong on that, too. I thought I was I was taking Dean. Yep. Yep. Um, Allred just has some, he's got a unique ability to finish on Dean sort of easily that he doesn't possess again. Like he was in the identical position. He lost around 12, right? He lost lost to Warner and he was getting to the legs a ton against Warner. He was on him and on him and on him. And Warner could like, he would either get heavy or he could even drape over and like slow things down. I don't know if it was just the extra weight that Jacob has compared to Dean or just something technical, but Allred had the all the answers to finish on Max, and he didn't on Jacob for whatever reason. Yeah, um, for real. And so Nino takes out Allred, and then Laird and five three over Sloan after giving up that first takedown. Um, in, in a match where man, I would have been kind of excited for either guy to win just because for Coach Hahn and Tanner, like yep. his his story's crazy too. He was between South Dakota State and Co College. He goes to South Dakota State and he's in the NCAA finals. Um, it's wild. Huh? That's awesome, right? Co College narrow, narrowly missing out on two Division One finalists because Foster Foster almost went there. Drew too. Foster NCAA champion. And Drew Foster. Man. He beat Dean, right? He did. Yeah, yeah. He did beat Dean. Um, so for ninety seven, comes back and finds a way to get on the stand. I mean, no yep. shocker there. Guy's just tough. Yeah, darn tough. Darn tough. He beats who did he beat in the round twelve? He had uh, Jackson Smith. I mean, he had a path. He had a, he had Hoffman, then Harvey, and then Smith in the round of twelve. And he lost to Truex in sudden victory. And then I am high on that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. You know, this isn't anything coming out of left field or, or an expert, uh, an expert take by any means. But that Jackson Smith man, he's going to be something. He's going to be good for sure. He's freaking. He's already good. But yeah. he's gonna, seven doesn't get much easier though, guys. Brilliant. I, I like him. That, that's my guy. That's that's a guy that I'm I'm super high. I'm I'm buying stock on him. If you want to buy stock on Jackson Smith, now's the time to buy it because it's going to go up, up, up. Buy Cardenas, it now. Yeah, uh, gotcha. Uh, Car- Cardenas only has one year left. That's weird. I feel like he's got more. I feel like is this a classic Kozak lie? <laughs> classic Kozak. He lie. loves lying. Um, well, I mean, okay, the, who graduates? Laird graduates, Bonacorsi, and Beard? That's it? This is a classic War. Kozak. Kozak. It can't be and true. And we have Buchanan coming back next year, and we might have... Um, Brooks going up. Mr. Fastwitch may be coming back. Depends on Man. when Jacob started school well, for Cornell, because the Ivies didn't have 2021. So he did not wrestle. I feel like he so could 2022 have... 2022 is his first year. He could have two years. But... I feel like he could have two if he transfers. That's I, definitely I think, possible. Yeah. It's, it's the um the Chess Tucker. I mean, how does he have the same amount of years as Vito left? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that doesn't really make sense, huh? Not but Vito anything... took an Olympic in there somewhere, so maybe he didn't attend classes? I don't know. I mean... This has his Vito's career started in 2018. Yeah, for real. And then <laughs> I think Vito maybe didn't take classes for two years and he took two Olympic red shirts or something. 
Yeah, he did. He took 2018, he did a Spartan combat year. 2020, Olympic red shirt. 2021, yep. oh, 2021 for Vito could be an Olympic as well. That's what I'm saying. Took and two. that's the only thing that Cornell actually honors. So, yeah. okay, so I guess it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Dang. Bummer for Cornell. Cardenas coming into his own, got a year left. But if he didn't enroll in Cornell in 2021. Yeah, that's true. Because he wouldn't mm-hmm. have been in college in 2020 or at Cornell in 2020. And now they don't have a season in 2021. He doesn't start classes yeah. till 20, the, the fall of 2021. All right, so we got to talk about this 197. AJ Ferrari says he's coming back. Now, yes. if he comes back, he says he's coming back to college wrestling next year. He'll be a 97-pounder. Sets up a potential Brooks versus uh, Ferrari matchup. We're all here for that match. We'll see where he oh, goes. Yeah, obviously, awesome. obviously, the the current leader would seem to be the Iowa Hawkeyes, given that Anthony Ferrari just committed there on uh, Monday. They news dumped us. So, yes, potentially the the Ferraris in Iowa. You know, <laughs> that's wild. How they what could go wrong? City? What's that? How are they going to do in Iowa City? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, who knows, right? It didn't go great in Stillwater. And Buchanan coming back. Oh, wow. I forgot about Buchanan. So Brooks up, Buchanan back, Ferrari maybe back. We'll see. You know, he's he's not back until he's back, right? Like, I think there's still hurdles there. I haven't heard, I haven't heard any changes in his legal standing, and I'm certain that there's no way he's getting into a school with his current legal stand. If something changed, then okay. But I haven't heard it about a change. Yeah. The best part about his post yesterday was, congratulations to fellow Italian-American, Nino Bonacorsi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they uh, stick together. That's so funny. Oh my God. Um, so, I don't 2023 know. 2023 has to be an Italian-American. Right. <laughs> 2024. An Italian-American has to win the 197-pound uh, title. Yep. <laughs> yep. So yeah. So one i seven is going to be uh, maybe yeah, it'll be lose great again, people, but it's going to be tough next year again. Yeah. No, no question. No. I mean, it'll be tougher. I think if you have Brooks and Ferrari in there, that kind of makes it tougher. I think they both probably would have won this this weight this year. Don't don't stop. You stop offending my man Nino like that. Pretty please, just keep it out. Keep it out of your mouth. What? So you disagree? No, why are you trying to rain on Nino's parade, though? I'm not raining on his parade. You're raining on parades. No, there's no We're rain. We're having a parade. You're the huh. storm clouds right now, Christian. <laughs> I should have no impact on anyone's parade. The parade goes on. I don't control the weather. <laughs> I mean, Nino, two-time finalist, wins a national title. Man, take that. That's a sweet Great way career. to go out. Yeah, yeah it I mean, is. And, I just and Warner, the- guys, Warner, highest, highest placer from the Big Ten, fifth. Five-time All-American. I, I loved how Warner just shoved it up everybody's backside one more time on the way out. Just, yeah. I, I, knew, I knew it was a 911 for a reason. <laughs> Shane's shoving yeah. things up people's backsides. Shane's just shoving one it. time. It, it, yeah. I, oh, my God. Winter, yeah, he's just a guy that just gets it done. I was No way I was betting against that guy. No way. No way. Yeah, so he falls to – he only loses to Elam, you know, who – Yep. We all think is is good enough to win this tournament. Um, beats Bachman, Trumbull, the six, all red, 1-0, crazy one. Then he beats Cardenas, 
and then falls to Elam and beats Laird for for fifth place. He wrestled. He wrestled awesome. I mean, yeah, he did. <clears throat> the that's a Iowa had a pretty freaking good tournament. I mean, they had a disastrous outcome at 125. Obviously, a tragic tragic outcome for them with Spencer losing. But you look at um, Murin and yep. Warner and Brands. Brands. All three of those guys. Did Cassiopeia end up taking fifth, maybe? Fourth. Yeah, fourth. Fourth, okay. Yeah. Which, so, I mean, he, I mean, that's solid tournament by him. Yeah, that's about, that's about where he is. Yeah, um, yep. So, yeah, strong performance by, by Iowa, which just shows how, you know, dominant Penn State is, that they could have a good tournament and get second and still – Penn State by much. That, they 55, were, that 55 point, that was, the, that was a Penn State record fifth in tournament history. I mean, dang. I mean, geez. Because wow. so I'm with you. I mean, I was, somebody asked me about Iowa. They had a really good tournament. They took took second place. It's hard. I mean, they, they did a really good job. I know there it's, you know, they want to win it, and I get it. But, I mean, that's still 14 of 15 championships. They've taken home a trophy. Like, that's it's hard to do. So, if, if Penn State – Lost um, Starachi and Brooks. They would only have lost by two points if those two. If they just entered, no one in the tournament. They would have only lost by two points if they didn't enter Starachi and oh, like Haynes. They still would have won. Dang. That's that's nuts. Pretty um, wild. Yeah, they're good, and they return. Hey. Like they Can return I tell you about my idea yesterday? Hold on. Or the, uh, Christian, I tried lies. calling you on the phone. You wouldn't call me back. It was kind of rude, actually. Well, it's rude <laughs> when you interrupt me when I'm mid-sentence. But you know what? You're still, well, we're still wrong, doing the show. Make a right. That was what my mom told me. If they do something wrong, you do something wrong, and then you're equal. <laughs> what were you going to call me about then? I'm sorry I didn't call you You already back. know. I texted you, and then you wouldn't answer my phone call. I called twice. <laughs> I thought we communicated about this. I'm sorry, Ben. No, I wanted to talk to you about it. Oh. I said, so um, uh, Anthony Roby was complaining about the eighth Anthony place. Anthony Roby? <laughs> Who calls name? him Anthony Roby? Tell, tell, tell me what his name is. Tony, Tony, Tony Roby. No, no one's called him Anthony Roby since so probably his mom. <laughs> Anthony Roby? I, 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 I thought you mixed up Anthony Robles and Tony Roby. Yeah, yeah. Tony Robles and Anthony Roby. <laughs> Anthony Roby. Okay. That's so funny, Ben. Let me. I swear we talked about this last year. You said you don't recall it, so I'm going to bring it up again. I recall. I do now. There's there's one problem with the NCAA tournament scoring is they don't record. They don't. Um, they don't reward advancement nearly enough, and so. And the the what Roby brought up was that if someone were to lose first round and they either get a forfeit or a pin, they're going to score two and a half points, right? Half a point for advancement for one win on the backside, and then two points for the pin or the default, which happened a few times, right? Whereas someone who makes the the round of twelve by winning two on the front side or four on the backside, but no bonus, right? And that that's actually kind of it's kind of common where. They win two tough ones on the front side, right? You win a mm-hmm. tough first round. You win a tough round of 16. You lose in the quarters. You lose in round 12. They only score two points. Yeah. Right? So that, that person is not adequately rewarded for, for their their performance. And even if they were to win the next round, that round of 12, the blood round, that would be a half a point for advancement, two and a half, and then three points 
for the uh, the eighth place finish, right? So they're only going to score five and a half points, whereas someone who loses first round and gets two pins on the backside or two, they, they score five, right? So that person who loses around 16 is equal to the person who's eighth place and is an All-American. Um, that just, it doesn't seem right. And I think the really, really easy way to fix it is Reward bonus more, and I think the proper is Wait, three more? on the front side for advancement. I'm sorry, reward advancement more. Yeah, three on the front side for advancement, one on the back side because back side should not be half of front side because you also get more chance for bonus on the back side, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go from front side loss first round to all American, it's going to require five wins. So you're going to have five chance for bonuses. If you're going to go front side, it's going to be two wins and then one win on the back side. Yeah. So that would be my suggestion. I think it's easy. Um and I think it's simple and it fixes everything. If I believe, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but if you lose first round and pin your way to third, you would score more points than a champion who scored zero bonus. Yeah. Well which, you would five, six, seven. There should eight never matches, be a scenario where 16. a third place scores more points. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That'll be true. So yeah, I th- I think if all you do is just re- reward the advancement points more, I think I think it would just fix everything, and it would all we want is we, we look at the tournament, and we think okay, depending on where they made it, they should be properly rewarded for that, and I think the advancement points fixes it. And with that being said, in in this particular year, Penn State would have been a it would have been a far bigger gap, correct? Uh, I, I would have to think so because they probably won the most yeah. amount. Yeah, that's why I got it. That's why, yeah, yeah, I won't, yeah. That's why making com- yeah making the comparisons between front side taking stats with the front side and the back side combined is a it's a misleading stat because there's such a difference between front side matches and back side matches to your point. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I I don't know. Maybe a year ago I didn't really think about it as much. Or I I still don't know the clear solution to it. Um, I just gave it to you. Yeah, just, that's just, it. Just what just increasing said. advancement. Just increasing advancement. Yeah. Yeah, because, I, I because think it's that simple. The people no. who are really, really hurt by this, uh, and we think, if Chris, if someone wins two matches on the front side, both close matches, right? Mm-hmm. And then they lose in the quarters, a tough match, and they lose in the blood around a tough match. Two they points. might only score two points. Yep. And you're going to tell me that person has less value and is has a less good tournament than someone who who loses first round and they get a forfeit second round and then they lose? Like that, yeah. that's not right. Yeah, or even just the fact that they have the opportunity to wrestle lesser competition by virtue of losing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's ex- yeah. exactly. They get, they get yes. you're less likely to get bonus on the front side than the back side. Correct. Um, yeah. yeah so no, that's I, why if you were a coach, you don't actually want to make this happen. But if you got someone who's kind of dangerous, you almost want them to lose first round because you yeah. think, okay, like <laughs> they're like, a, uh, say, we'll say an eight to 16 guy. If they win twice in the front side, it's probably been pretty close, and they're going to score mm-hmm. two points, right? Because they're going to get two advancement yep. points, and then go around twelve, and they may or may not win that one. But if they get on the backside, they're going to have a whole bunch of opportunities. They get, to, I mean, like Eric Barnett got two pins for his team, I believe, mm-hmm. both on the backside, and it's like, well, that's five points right there, two plus yeah. two plus a half. I mean, it's kind of big points because when you look at the NCAA tournament scoring for your team, scoring anywhere over five points is is kind of solid. The idea that winning the match is worth a half a point and the pin is worth four times that is it's so dumb. crazy. Like yeah. a, a pin, 
that was the crazy one to me when it was expressed like a pin on the backside is worth five backside wins. Yes. That's so crazy. So crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think they should change. It is a rules year, I should mention. So they're going to get it in April. They're going to get into it. So we should start compiling our rules change wish list and send a send an open letter. Let's send a, provide an open letter to NCAA wrestling. Like, I, I mean, I'd like to know why they, and again, I'm not involved in these things and I don't know the details, but this one to me just seems like, I, I, I would argue this one seems to be the most obvious of any. Like, yeah. 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 I think so too. I mean, you think it gets changed? You think <clears throat> it gets changed? No. Uh, probably yeah, not. probably not. Like that, that's the stuff. Like, I don't understand it. Like, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. I th- oh, that can't I, be changed. I think the starting point for that conversation needs to be not, not what you should be doing, like how what she would change, but to someone defend this current system. Someone defend why it makes sense to get a half a point on the backside and two, yeah, and so two I points think for the defense. I think the defense to this would be um it's not gonna affect the champion. Right, because it rarely is. Because though the champion team usually has a hundred and some points, mm-hmm. what it's what would I think it would really impact would be say the maybe the eighth team until the you know twenty something team where they're all kind of close in there. Yeah, and so if you more accurately reward what their wrestlers are doing, I think maybe it'll mix that up a little bit and get that better. And so, um, yeah, I, I just I don't I think that would probably be the argument, and it's not a good argument. And you might as well just get it right. Like, hey, it's not that hard. Let's just get this right. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, you got to make some of those tweaks. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we'd love to see that. Um, good call by Ben Askren and Anthony Roby. Appreciate that. Hopefully, you get sure. it changed. Anthony Roby. Great name. Great name. Okay. Anthony then two, Maybe two. he changes it. Maybe from now on, he's going to go by Anthony Roby just because of this show. <laughs> Anthony Roby. You know what? I think I'm going to switch him in my phone right now to Anthony Roby. <laughs> Anthony Roby. Oh, hold on, guys. Anthony Roby's calling. Okay. Great job by the by the Fighting Robies. They had a great tournament. Five All-Americans. They did. Okay. Dang. I didn't realize they had five. Mm-hmm. So what? Ventresca, Andonian. Latona. Bo- no, Henson. Bowen didn't make it. Latona, Mackay? Henson, Mackay. Got it. Yep. Okay, right. two eighty-five. Mason Paris, his weight. Um, what a conclusion to his season! Man. A great season. He goes major over Davison. Tech fall. Cassie Opie five yeah, one over Kirkley. Oh, he dominated. I mean, he dominated. I mean, I Mason Paris is really, really good, but he he took things to another level at that tournament. I mean, there was no doubt who the best guy was. No, no doubt. doubt. No doubt. Uh, he he had a great, I mean, 33-0 and 0, wins a Vegas. 21 bonus point? Yep. Wins Vegas, wrestles full Big Ten schedule, hits everyone. Um, I already ran the numbers. I'll just get into it. But Mason, Mason Paris should win the Hodge Trophy. I will um, tell you, I just made two votes for Mason Paris this morning. I think yep. he is the correct winner. That so, will be my vote as well. So here's and here's why, um, because bonus bonus stats can get a little tricky, right? Because yeah. not all schedules are the same, 
Not all competition is the same. Not everyone even wrestles the same amount of matches. Mason wrestled the most matches. So by virtue of that, there's more bonus opportunities. That actually, him wrestling his full schedule is actually like something that I I, I hold in high regard that he did that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Heck yeah. Um, but that's not why I'm going to vote for him. I'm going to vote for him because not here's look, I'll remind you of what the criteria is because the criteria changed. One is record. Uh-oh. Two is dominance slash bonus percentage. Three quality competition and four sportsmanship, which doesn't really count because they're all good guys. So wow, they, they took, they completely took out past, uh, accomplishments. Past- so they, the Hodges, Win Magazine announced t- all ten, all ten NCAA champions are the finalists. Oh. Which, whatever. Um, so the reason I think Mason should be the one is you look at his quality of competition. He beat number two three times this year. He yeah. beat number three by seven points. He beat number yep. four twice, once by Tech. He beat number five twice, once by Major. Yes. He beat number eight two times. He has ten All American wins. Um, yes. The second most was uh, Austin, who had six. Carter Storacci had six, and uh, Aliris had four All American wins. Now, the other thing if I looked at, voted, the other if thing I looked at was for anybody besides Paris, you should have your vote taken away. Fair so, enough. No, it's cool. It's, no, no, no. It's, it, they're, they're, Jeez, I was so aggressive this morning. I wouldn't go I'm, that I'm far. I'm just wanting to know how could you vote for anybody else. Like okay. seriously. Well, I can make the, I can uh, make the, Okay, let's yeah, let's discussion. make the arguments for the other people. Well, let me make I can make the case. One, there are guys with a higher bonus percentage. Carter Storacci has yeah, a, a higher you gotta bonus. Go to the, you got to go to the competition level. Okay. You got to go to the competition. Glory went undefeated won the bracket with Spencer Lee. Yeah. Um Andrew yeah. Ramirez has the highest bonus percentage at 71, but what I'm going to get to is I looked at how many bonus point wins they had over NCAA qualifiers, which I think that's a better measure because you can go to these tournaments and I'll tell you right now, Mason Paris had the most non-qualifier bonus wins, but he also had the most NCAA qualifier bonus wins with not. Um, um, Austin O'Connor only had five. Carter Storacci had eight um, bonus point wins over NCAA qualifiers. And I think Storacci is the other person you can make a really strong yes. argument. Yes, you can for. you can make an argument, but it's still and I love Storacci, but it's still Paris. Like it, it's still Paris, still is. <clears throat> like you can make an argument, guys, for anybody else, but you're not going to make an argument better than Paris. You just it's just not there. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still waiting for it. I think we're on the same page. Yeah, like so for for me, you know, record is sort of equal, but I give an, a nod to Mason for doing all 33 matches. Yep. Do- dominance, bonus point percentage, you could make arguments for other people, but I think the quality of competition that Mason bonus pointed Bingo. makes that an edge for him yeah. because yes. it's also who you wrestle and who you bonus. Yes. And then quality yes. of competition, this guy has more All-American wins than anyone. So it's listen, I'm, I'm not saying, saying again, you- if you vote for anybody else besides Paris, your vote should be taken away. This is not hard. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not. We're, we're it's- all, we all agree on this. We we do we we do agree. Um, no, I don't agree that their vote should be taken away. I I think uh, I mean I think Paris is who I voted for. I think he's the winner, but I, I think you can make a few good cases. Alirez, make it, Ben. Make it. I make it, it on Alirez. Or I'll start on Straki. But he, he doesn't really beat game. he doesn't beat Paris in any one of those categories, really. Yes, right? he does. That we just went through. He has a he's higher bonus percentage. higher bonus percentage, um, but did not have as many pins. He scored uh, more team points at the NCAA tournament. 
Pin Mikey Mikey Labriola in the finals. Pin in the finals. He beat number two. So so Carter's case. Don't forget, he he beat Mikai too, which I don't even know if you're including that into his. I I am. So he beat number two twice by pin and 6 1. He beat number three, 6 0. He beat number four at the All Star. He beat number five once and he beat number seven once. Um, so he's got- I love Starachi. He's one of my favorite guys. I mean, I love him. I love I love Starachi. But 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 this one, if if he didn't have names, if if there weren't names, I mean, yeah, I, it, it's 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 Paris. Starachi's a, a beast, but he's he's yeah. second on this. Yeah, I think he's probably the second. They're, now they they took away the uh, second, third, fourth place votes remember that ben you used to vote for first and second yes they did the, they took but, them away after insisting that we did them and then after we insisted that we did them they said no we are not actually counting them see i wish they did i wish they had the more you know i wish you voted for the top three yeah no, they did they forced you to vote for the top four and then in the same time said they were not counting them which was preposterous yeah so there's there's uh there's quite a few candidates now. Here's where it could get interesting. Not not for me, and I don't think this person would would even disagree. But you know, Yanni winning his fourth and not winning the title. But the the Hodge Trophy. I mean, yeah. they change they changed their criteria to not reward um, past a, past accomplishments, which was which is great. The, I like. I'm glad they great. did. That's just like my two cents. Yeah, the seasonal award. A, I was yeah. the seasonal award. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's Mason. I love that he did the full schedule, yeah. most pins. Um, I I would have a hard time. You know, FRL listeners, send in your case for someone not Mason, and then we can talk about it on tomorrow's it. show. To win it, I mean, to- you can come close, and you know, like you can come close with some really good points, but at the end of the day, when you break down those stats, it's it's really it's pretty obvious. I know Mason got taken down by Cassiope, mm-hmm. the duel. I remember that. I was struggling to find more takedowns. I know Alirez and O'Connor only gave up one takedown all season. Mm-hmm. They were great, great, so, great seasons from those I, I think guys. there is something to be said for even if you don't uh, bonus, like you can be dominant and win 6-1, 6-0, Stuff like that. That's not a major, but there is something to be said for if you didn't give up a takedown all season. But yeah. Starachi, Alirez, and O'Connor all gave up at least one takedown. As did Mason. So yeah, um, I do think that is an interesting data point to look at down the line, um, and is indicative of of dominance for sure. I mean, Paris had the what top four? He- I mean, the top four heavyweights in the country were Big Ten. I was proposing well, to no, no, no. That's a, that is a perfect segue. Yes. Let me bring up the fact that you guys have not even mentioned the mayor of Tulsa. You guys have not even mentioned the most electric man in college wrestling. Wyatt you guys Hendrickson. have not even mentioned the great American hero, Wyatt Hendrickson. <laughs> takes third place, finishes with two pins of Luke Hendrickson yes. and Anthony Cassiope. Man's electric. Man's electric. He well, we has- talked about him at length on uh, on Monday's show, first of all. We talked about he, heavyweights now. Yeah, now we're on the heavy Chevys, and it's it, it'll be interesting next year. It looks like him and um, he's another auto bottom guy. He got ridden by Kirkfleet and then went under and got ridden out, and then uh, I don't I yeah don't think you do that. I just don't think but that's the move. If, if Congrats it, to Sam Barber in the Air Force Academy. Though yeah. Sam Barber, one of the best guys you'll ever meet. True. So happy for him. 
Like that was just awesome. And I, I had not seen Hendrickson a ton. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't, you know, I'm kind of stuck in big Ten land a little, probably more. Than he's I the should. most electric wrestler in college wrestling. He's I, I wouldn't, he's fun. I mean, when he wrestles, everybody's watching. Like he's yeah. one of those guys. He got, he got so much bigger this year too. I think that oh, really put him over the top. He's so big and strong now. Um, and, and I guess the point I'm getting to is like, it looks like he and, and, and Kirk fleet will be on a collision course next year for, for the title. Yes. Um, so and he's shown a lot of improvement every single year. I mean, he's really gotten better every year. So hopefully we assume he gets even better next year. Yep. That's the thing. He's got another, another year and the, the trajectory of his improvement is, is pretty tremendous. When's yeah. the last time somebody from, you know, Army, Navy, Air Force has won a national title? Do we know? Off, I mean, I don't know. Well, did Maurice Worthy win one? Now, now, this is, I mean, that's like 2000. Or he takes second. Well, they had the heavyweights. They had a heavy, Air Force had a heavyweight in the national Hoy finals in what, 03? Boy. Yes. Yeah. I don't really remember anyone else. I mean, I remember Maurice Worthy. I don't remember if he took first or second. I do remember he was in the finals. He maybe lost to Koscheck or Byron Tucker or someone to that effect. I mean, can you imagine Hendrickson winning it? The the USA chance would be going crazy. I mean, him on the podium, right. atop the podium, would be would be awesome. It would, that be, would be, be electric. Be moment. Yes, yeah, it that would be, be wild scene. Wild scene for sure. Okay, you guys think Colton Schultz can get right before next year? Because you know he he wasn't. Bad. He went overtime with Cassiope, but he w- also wasn't the same guy that he had been like maybe last year. I completely agree. I don't think he was the same guy. I don't think he had his full health or anything like that um, the whole year. <clears throat> maybe had it towards the end, but not enough time. Such a tough wait. I I think we could see a return of, of Colton, and he could be the one guy that disrupts that top three or that top two. It does does the Olympic retro next year because he is probably the favorite for the Greco Olympic team. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if he finds that necessary. You know, he's <laughs> I mean, probably gonna make the team, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I, I'm sure you guys have talked about this before. Are you guys fans of the Olympic red shirt year with college kids? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I would. Um, my take would be I would just tighten it up a little bit. I don't want kids yeah. who can't yeah. actually make the team doing it. But if they have a legitimate shot, like him or Aaron Brooks making the team. Yeah. Let him go pursue that. So what would it be then? You got to take the top, top three at the U S. Yeah. I would say something like a top three or top five. I mean, like one of the, one of the criterias, which I think is ridiculous is like any previous junior world medalist. Dude, it was cadet. Dude, they were considering cadets in that criteria as well. Which is insane. It's insane. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, and it was like medalists too, medalists, um, or, or yes. world team Not champions. So, so cadet medalists can get an Olympic red shirt, and like Carter Starachi can't, or I don't know. Yeah, so I, I, I don't like it for that qualify. case where if it should, they're just doing it to help the team or whatever. But if they actually had a legitimate shot, make a little team, yeah, go do it. Yes, nineteen seventy three, last year, the guy from Army Navy Air Force One. You're the best, JD. Who's the 19- name? So it's never happened in our life. Jason Bryant texted me. It's Dan Muthler, 1973 at 142 pounds. Wow. Man. Damn. He's from Air Jersey. Force Academy's got to start that marketing Jersey Shore, campaign. Jersey right Shore, now. Pennsylvania? That's a whole. That's he's probably, yeah, he's trained by the situation. 
Situation Wrestling Club out of PA. <laughs> Some beasts. Uh, okay. Hey, real quick, mentioning Jason Bryan, him and Brian Hazard crushing it on the uh, PA again. Oh, yeah. Those guys are great. Keeping the energy we high. To, we got to hear the Brian Hazard sashimi call a couple of times on a pin. <laughs> yeah, okay, guys, this has to be like this has to be like when they named uh Greenland uh, sorry Greenland Greenland even though it's got a lot of ice and Iceland, Iceland Greenland even though it's great <laughs> Jersey Shore is dead in the middle of Pennsylvania Jersey Shore Pennsylvania it's dead in the middle it's not by the Jersey Shore I figured at least it was close to Jersey or something or <laughs> there's that little part by Philadelphia that's like kind of close to the you know there's right. like inlet there Nope, not at all. Wow, in the middle. that is just right. Yep, it's preposterous. <laughs> Jersey Shore. I mean, it is sort of next to a river, the Susquehanna River. I guess that's the shore. But what does that got to do with Jersey? You know what? <laughs> all right, here's what I'll say. But you know, who knows when this this town was founded? Could have been in the 1700s. It very well could have been New Jersey at a certain point in time. Virginia used to go all the way to the Mississippi River. So what? There's sure? a there's a scenario. Augusta County, Virginia, actually used to go like all the way out. People don't know that. Um, hmm. So yeah, I'll I'll give Jersey Shore the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know for sure. It was anyway. it was founded in 1826. Hmm. So it's possible. Possible. Yeah. We'll 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 try to find a little more detail. We have a oh lot of Pennsylvania listeners. Oh my god! I got listeners. crazy history here. Jersey Shore was originally named Waynesburg, and then Waynesburg they stole it because that's where Josh Kotchick and Coleman Scott are from. Yes, it is. Yeah, Wrestling yeah. powerhouse. Wild. So they wait. What? Originally, Jersey named Shore was originally named Waynesburg by two brothers, Reuben and Jeremiah Manning, uh-huh. uh, whose descendant is Mark Manning. <laughs> <laughs> I made that one up. Yeah, that part's made up. <laughs> Really developed two settlements. Oh, we got our rival hey, settlements. But Waynesburg and- just texted me Jersey Shore, not in Jersey, not near a shore. Well, it was the, the, uh, the family, the banks the of the Susquehanna, family, Mark's ancestors were from New Jersey. This is big. So they had relocated from New Jersey. So they said, "Well, yes. I we're from a place." So that's what this is called. The 1800s yes. was a different time uh, of naming things. <laughs> I love it. We're going to do a flow film on, on Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay. Want to get to some questions here? Um, we talked about Ferrari to Iowa. That's it. Uh, certainly interesting. Um, you put new ones in. I still see Tyler's question at the top here. We didn't get Caleb- to any questions yesterday. <laughs> oh, okay. Caleb Fish, question mark? Yes, Caleb Fish, Tyler. Um, okay, Luke Batty. The Buckeyes are losing two workhorses in Ethan Smith and Caleb Romero. Do you think they'll be able to repeat this success in t- in next year's tourney? Also, who will be the 25-pounder? I do think they will be able to contend and, and potentially bring home a trophy next year. I don't think they're going to be able to uh, win, kind of a, obviously. I think Smith and Romero, they'll be able to absorb those two reasonably well, as hard as it is replacing those guys. I think Hartzler moves up to... 74, I think at 65, you've got someone like Bryce Hepner or Patty maybe moves up if Sasso moves up. I think and Sasso th- moves up. I think Sasso moves up too. And then I think where it gets interesting is this Buzakas, Mendez, D'Amelio, Decatur situation. Well, but isn't it easy? Doesn't 
Doesn't Mendez just redshirt? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's easy, but a lot of these guys don't want to redshirt. And I I wouldn't be surprised if Jesse Mendez is not all that into the idea of redshirting. I think I, it's a uh, it's Olympic year, too. Go wrestle freestyle, Jesse. Have some fun. Possibly. Now, he also does not want to go 33, uh, I don't think. Oh, I Jesse think this does is, not. I think it's his last year. I think the cut was a real thing. Um that's perfect. Get spending your getting bigger. Wrestle sixty five kilograms. There we go. That does seem perfect. That um, perfect. Man, Ethan Smith and Caleb Romero scored twenty seven points. Ooh. I am gonna then disagree with you about them being able to absorb that. That is a lot of points. They're gonna have to find a lot of points somewhere else. So, okay, but through a combination of if, now, I'm curious what they do at forty nine. Does Decatur bump up another weight and go 49, and we get that wild ride there. Um, yeah. Yeah, 27 points. A lot. I I bet, well, no. On the whole, this is a fun bet we'll certainly forget about, Ben. But I think those 27 points will get replaced by new people in, in the lineup. So, uh, so then is the, is the bet that they're just going to score more than they scored this year? Is that our bet? Or... Um, how are we gonna say that? Well, the question is replacing those two guys, right? And not just for the weight class, but how do you replace those points? Well, they're gonna bring in Nick yeah. Feldman. They're gonna bring in Luke Giog, um, Seth Shumate. We'll see. Do you have Rocco Welsh so, coming in? Hey, so Maybe actually, Ohio the, State had Ohio State had two of the issues that we were complaining about uh, with the team scoring. So number one, Carson Hartzler wins two matches. Connor Brady, Michael Kellyendo. Loses to Keegan and loses in the blood round two to one and only scores two team points. Right. That sucks, right? Mm-hmm. And then Tanner Orndorff, he loses first round. He wins three matches in a row and then loses to Colton Schultz two to one. He only scores 1.5 points for, for right? So if the advancement were more for those guys, they would have done better. True. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not – I think there's a lot of talent there. At Ohio State, they put it all together when it when it mattered after being written off largely. So yes. I think they'll be I think they'll be in the mix again for for another trophy. And I think they've got good talent coming in. Yeah. Under Tom Ryan, uh ninth top five finish for them. That's, that's good. Uh, pretty darn good. Yep. And a, a little bit of rumor mill kicked up about Buzakis um be going on the move in in the wake of all the the Ferrari stuff. So he put out an Instagram post. That like, yeah, I'm not uh, leaving Ohio State. I am a Buckeye. Yes. There's, there's a, there's a. I'm not even gonna say it. Um. <laughs> next, say it, say it. I don't know what you're gonna say. Oh, it's 944. Put in. No, there's, a, there's a, there's a Hawkeye Report insider that has more whiffs than freaking. I don't know what. He's just wrong a lot, but he like puts stuff out there, like it's, like it's true. Got it. Um, I mean, honestly, Iowa could be they they kind of so they're losing a lot. Obviously, Spencer Warner, Muren, etc. But I mean, if they pick up AJ Ferrari, Cody Chittum, <laughs> they pick him up. Uh, you could throw the other Ferrari in the lineup. That might be some decent points. Yeah. So I I kind of with the Anthony thing, I was like, huh, is he gonna be how high impact is this? Because I figured Chittum was there fifty seven. But if Shidham goes 49 and Anthony goes 57, that's interesting. And then if they get AJ, I mean, obviously he can win a title a lot of at 197. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to be really good. Shane, I want to give you the last word. It's 945. Um, oh, baby. 
man. I, I've never requested anything on this show, but I do have one request. Uh-oh. Can next can next Wednesday show be a Max Mirren celebratory show? Show <laughs> it's Max Mirren Wednesday next Wednesday to uh, celebrate. So unfortunately, I will not be here. Oh no, you got to be celebrate. here. Then it's got to be down the road <laughs> because you're the you're the like the parade. I'm I'm telling you, Ben, you get to be the parade marshal of the show. The par- <laughs> I like it. I like I'll it. I'll be the dark cloud like Christian Piles was for uh, Nino. No, <laughs> don't say that. I'm not that. I'm. I was happy Nino won. He's the man. All right, it's we'll always just tomorrow. fun coming on with you guys. I love these uh, Wednesdays talking wrestling. We have a, a lot of fun. It's it's a good time. Heck yeah, Shane. We appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you listening. Nine hundred and eleven of these bad boys. We got one more coming tomorrow. We are mass producing. Wrestling podcast, JD. We're in the manufacturing the business. Funky, Funky 2.0. That's the uh, the new flow film. Funky 2.0. Check it out. I'll be dying in on uh, diving into that today for sure. Check, awesome. Check it out. Thank you guys so much for watching that. Keep your eyes on Flow Wrestling. Got a lot of great content coming as always. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. JD and I will celebrate with tacos now. Goodbye. Mm. <laughs> I think it's so. <laughs>